This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. And uh, I just can almost picture his face where he sort of chuckles and says, you know, plausible deniability. Here's Jerry Callahan. Well, let me just say, I feel bad for my friends in the mainstream media. I feel bad for the, the folks at uh, ABC, NBC, CNN especially. And of course, the New York Times, the Boston Globe. This Their job just got real tough. It's going to be difficult to uh, uh, cover to uh, run interference, to be the rapid response team for uh, Joe Biden, uh, their pathetic presidential candidate and corrupt presidential candidate after last night. I'm not sure how you make this just go away. If you saw the uh, Bublinski, if you saw Tony Bublinski last night with Tucker, you know that Joe Biden is guilty as hell. Uh, But he'll hide out. The media will... uh, will carry his water. They will do their best to ignore it. We'll go over some of the uh, facts and the figures and the uh, and the evidence laid out by Big Tony, Big Bubba. I bet he was called Bubba most of his life. <laughs> but, uh, we'll get to that. Also, there's a peaceful protest going on in, uh, in Philadelphia. I believe it's still going on. I, if you haven't paid attention, uh, they're peacefully... Uh, stealing washing machines and TVs. And now the latest, they're peacefully uh, shooting each other all because of uh, uh, Walter Wallace, the guy, the, the crazy man, father of seven aspiring rapper who was shot by police when he attacked them with a knife. Uh, but that, that's irrelevant. Who cares about that? It's time to riot. It's time to loot. It's almost Christmas. It's time to, oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, some looters were taking Christmas trees. Uh, World Series ended last night. Uh, some guy named Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is the MVP. Uh, congratulations. So, uh, Mookie. It's big, big, you. big, 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 big story is uh, one of the Dodgers uh, tested positive, and then he went near his teammates. So uh, the Corona Bros, they're all upset. And Charlie Baker, governor of Massachusetts, uh, is laying out the rules for Thanksgiving. He wants you and your family to have a virtual Thanksgiving. Here's my, here's my guarantee is Charlie won't do that. And his, his Lieutenant governor won't do that. And none of the media who's cheering on Charlie will do that. Rules are for you, not for him. All that today on the Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU digital federal credit union. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balances and no strings attached. What's even better as it would direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early, zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured my NCUA membership required. I, I said last week that when they uh, make the movie, uh, which will be tough to get it made in Hollywood. But when they make the Tony Bublinski story, the only guy who could play him, although it's going to be tough because he's dead, would be Chris Farley. I said, uh, Chris Farley lookalike. I changed my mind. He dressed up, he cleaned up a lot, and he looks looked a lot better. And now I look at him more as a Tom Shattuck lookalike. What do you Thank think? Thank <laughs> what do you think, Colin? Do you think a Shattuck? More, a little more polished version of Shattuck, a little more, better spoken, uh, smarter, uh, a little more edgy, yeah, everything, basically. Yeah. Uh, it, this, I, I got to say, I am having a blast this week. 
Tom Shattuck's here, by the way. Cullinane is here as always. I'm having a blast. Monday, ACB gets confirmed, gets sworn in by Clarence Thomas. Uh, just and 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 Chuck Schumer's head's exploding, and somewhere you know Biden's saying, hey, "There's that uh, there's that old black guy. I thought I got rid of him thirty years ago. You know, that's the guy he tried to destroy." He didn't. Now that he's the oldest member of the most experienced member on the court, God bless Clarence Thomas and God bless ACB. That was a wonderful night. Last night was even more fun. And I realized the story, the big story is the cover up now. But I like the fact that what we saw last night is indisputable. It is documented. It's evidence. It's here's what it is, Tom. And most people don't recognize this. If you haven't seen the interview, with Tucker Carlson. He spent an hour with Tony Bublinski. Tony Bublinski brought the brought the facts. I mean, he brought it and he proved that Joe Biden is a liar. He proved that the Biden family is corrupt. He proved it all. He's got emails. He's got documents. He's got audio tapes. He's very credible. He destroyed Joe Biden in this. And if we had a media, if we if there were any journalism left, Biden wouldn't make it to the end of today. He'd be done. He'd be done. He'd be out of the race. He is compromised, and he's compromised by our biggest adversary, the Communist Party of China. They own Biden. That is not an exaggeration from Donald Trump. They own him. He owes them. They pay. I mean, what more do you need to know that they paid his family millions, by the way, for nothing? That's the question I kept coming back to in my head. When I'm watching Bobliski, I'm like, what What do they get for their money? And the answer is they get Joe Biden. That's what they get. But here's what it is. You spent an hour watching this, right, Shattuck? Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, in one word, what you watched last night. It's rare because you don't see it too often anymore. That's journalism. Mm-hmm. Kids, if you're if you're aspiring journal, if an aspiring journalist, or maybe you just find journalism, you know, an interesting endeavor, that's journalism. That's a journalist, Tucker Carlson, asking questions of of a person who was close to the Bidens, who was working with the Bidens, who has the goods on the Bidens, who laid out a meticulous case proving that the Democrat nominee for president is corrupt to his core. I'm not sure. Here's why the media has to bury it, Shattuck. Here's why they're going to go into overdrive today to make it disappear. And I just looked at the Boston Globe, of course, no mention of it. The Boston Globe's a joke, as everybody knows. But you'll see the same thing with the New York Times, Washington Post. They'll all bury it. They have to bury it because they can't dispute it. They can't disprove it. Their only choice in helping to help their guy, Joe Biden, to help him over the finish line is to ignore it. What choice do they have? Right. And they're in part responsible for creating Bublinski because it was Schiff and the media, Jake Tapper, all of CNN, who said Russian disinformation. This is Russian disinformation. Bublinski wanted no part of this stuff. He was doing his own thing when Biden came to the Bidens came to him and asked for him to be a facilitator on all this stuff. Jim Biden, who seems like quite a character, by the way, you know, um, by, by but, the way, think of this. Think of this, Tom. Have you ever seen, I mean, I've seen pictures of, but have you ever heard Jim Biden talk? He has been writing. He's been drafting on his brother for 30 years, making millions. I guarantee you, I do not know this for a fact. He lives in a really, really nice house. I guarantee you he drives a a Mercedes. All because 
of his brother. Mm-hmm. And yet I don't think I've heard him talk. I don't think I've seen him. I don't think I've ever seen a story about the guy. But I think it's pretty obvious that he is peddled influence. He has sold access to his brother and gotten rich. That's exactly right. Joe Biden is the product. And for years, if you see the 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 uh, money Biden's made over the years, it simply spiked up and up and up and up. And that's in uh, Jim Biden's like Kit Culkin in, in Biden is Macaulay. All he does is go around the world just selling Biden's name, which can just be the name like a, a, a name on a board of directors or selling the perceived influence. Hey, you know, you want to be covered off. My brother is the guy to do it. You can transact with me. And Joe's son, because Joe's son can't get a, a hold of another gig elsewhere. And you're right. And Tucker was so meticulous last night, working with crinkled up pieces of paper that he obviously had in the flight as he was taking notes. Right. It was a very pointed interview. You never see anything, anything like that. And this guy, Bob Linsky, I when I saw him last week, I, I thought, wow, his jacket is 10 sizes too small. He seems like he was just very recently drunk. He doesn't seem like somebody who's uh, who's got his stuff together. He is totally credible. I mean, this is a guy. I, mean, I, I, I don't know how you uh, discredit him. They'll try. I mean, before you see a story today in the Washington Post, I'll predict the Post will lead the way. And, of course, the Globe will be there to pick up their scraps. And the New York Times will, will come up with something. Before you see a story about the accusations, which have been proven, uh, when you have emails, when you have audio tape, when you have first-person uh, accounts, that's proof. As um, Newt Gingrich, I believe, said, it might have been Jonathan Turley, and one of the analysts said, if that were before a jury, they would vote unanimously to convict. That was a He laid out the case. He proved Joe Biden, first of all, lied over and over again when he said he knew nothing about Hunter's business. Secondly, was personally involved in the business. And thirdly, benefited, profited, made you know, made millions anyway. And Jerry, the, the way it was done was so clever and so smooth. So Biden goes to California, to LA, for a function about cancer research under the guise of Bo's moonshot. So it's already blending the political and agenda items with a personal and, you know, uh, benevolent causes. It's such a perfect way to mix business with private ventures. Right. It's no, almost it's, like it's almost like Tom, they've done it before. It's almost like mm-hmm. they knew what they were doing. But here's what you're going to see probably today when they when this gets when the pressure builds and, and people, you know, whatever, mo- middle of the road, moderate people say, you know, this is a good question. I mean, Joe told us a hundred times he knew nothing about his son's business. Obviously, this at least, if nothing else, brings his credibility into question. Obviously, it proves that he is a very comfortable liar he has told this lie over and over again pointed the finger we've seen the video um we'll see it more if you watch fox or if you read the new york post which by the way is still locked out and mm-hmm. that's another story big tech's effort to bury this story is incredible it's not trending there's no mention of it big tech you know facebook and, and twitter are more corrupt than the washington post and cnn they're more corrupt they're they're more brazen it's it's incredible. And any journalist who does not stand with the New York Post, you know, turn in your credential. You're not a journalist. I mean, they are locking out the account of a newspaper, the best newspaper, the biggest newspaper in America. And now we know they're just doing the story. They're just dealing in facts. They're covering, they're doing journalism. 
and Twitter is locking their account because there'll be no journalism here. We got to get right. Joe. We got to get Joe over the finish line. But back to the goal today, if you're the New York Times or the Washington Post, it's going to be destroyed Boblinski. Now, good luck with that. You know, obviously we know he's a former naval officer. He seemed very credible. He's an international businessman. I was looking for personal information on him last night, like a Wikipedia, you know, just see you know, how many kids and all that, where he grew up. It's not out there yet. It's going to be. They're going to try and destroy him rather than listen to him, rather than deal with the facts and the story as he laid it out. It's going to be destroy the messenger. That's the only option they have. They know he did a great job, a brilliant job of destroying their hero, their only hope, Joe Biden. So what choice do they have but to try and destroy him? It'll be ignore, ignore the facts, ignore the documents, ignore the deal where Jim Biden, if you missed it, Jim Biden, the brother, initially was getting 10% of the deal. And then that mysteriously went to 20%. And the theory is that's the, the cut for the big guy. The big guy's the, the sitting vice president. And then the deal was that the Chinese, essentially the Chinese Communist Party, a, a company, CFC, uh, which is owned obviously by the Communist Party, sent $10 million to the Biden, uh, to uh, the the company Sinol Sinol Hawk Sinio Hawk or whatever right. it's called sent ten million bucks five million was directly to the Biden family as a loan no collateral needed no no terms I'm sure they didn't pay it back but they sent the Chinese Communist Party sent five million dollars to the Biden family quick. Somebody, I wish could, could, let's let's look at the comments. Anyone defending this? Anyone explaining this? I would love to put on you name it, Philip Bump right now, or Jake Tapper, or somebody, uh, Brian Steltler, one of these 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 Biden fluffers, and say, explain that away. Five million dollars. It is documented to the Biden family. How is that okay? How is that not criminal? And if not criminal, how's that not unethical? How's that not disqualifying? This isn't five million bucks from some, you know, Teamsters Union or some old-fashioned payoff from some guy who was looking to get a building permit. This is from the Chinese Communist Party. And you know what goes nicely with that, Tom, that, that factoid? This montage of Joe Biden over the years defending China, saying mm -hmm. they're not an adversary, they're not an enemy, saying, literally saying, the, the buildup of the Chinese economy is good for America. They're not stealing intellectual property. They're not taking our manufacturing. They're a good friend. They're a good ally. He has been doing their bidding while they're sending It does him make through. a lot of sense, Jerry, doesn't it? When you think about that, you know, years ago, I don't even know if it was 10 years ago, he defended the one-child policy in China. Oh, you know, Jesus. Did he really? Why? Yes, yes. There's audio of it, I'm pretty sure. And it's like, why would you do that? I mean, that's a cultural thing that involves, uh, among other things, uh, murder, you know? So what would be the incentive? Well, it makes sense. If you're if you're getting a loan, by the way, and by the way, I'm open for a loan if uh, if the Chinese want some, any, uh, some more influence. But a loan for what, too? It's like, what's the I, income? I what's the product well, yeah. the Bidens make? If for I Trump, I understand... You give him a loan and you invest because the Trump Corporation is going to build hotels and you'll see a, a bit of the dividends if, if they start making money. What's the Biden's business? What do they do? I, 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 that was a question. Here's, here's, here's a you know, media question for you or a uh, logistical question. If that's radio, 
And in my experience, you know, I was on the morning show. If we had a great interview, you know, if, uh, if, if Tom Brady was going long talking about his, uh, whatever his, uh, health regimen or his vitamins or whatever, we'd just keep going in the midday show would have to just suck it and wait. Mm-hmm. Um, if that was, you know, oil can Boyd stone talking to us, we'd go as long as we wanted. It's good radio. Why wouldn't they just blow out the first half hour of Sean Hannity and let him go? Because that's a question that Tucker left out. And maybe he didn't leave it out. Maybe just got edited. But what the hell does this company do? <laughs> what, yeah. They call it an energy. What do they do? They get $10 million from the Chinese. He and, and, and even Tucker was shocked. He's talking about getting money from Luxembourg and Kazakhstan and Romania. This greedy, this drug-addled, degenerate pig, Hunter Biden, was stealing with both hands. And again, the goal today is to discredit Bobulinski and um, forgive Hunter because, you know, he was troubled. Everyone has an addict in their family, right, Tom? Everyone knows a, a drug addict or an alcoholic. And Joe did his best to help the kid. Joe did not do his best. The father enabled this drug-addled asshole and got him these deals around the world where he could make millions of drugs for drugs and hookers and, you know, Ukrainian call girls that Joe Biden did not do his drug addled son any favors. But again, I sit there the whole time watching in amazement going, what a scam. All they had to offer, all they had to offer anybody was the Biden name. That's it. That's all they, how do we know they were selling the Biden name, Tom? Because they didn't have anything else. That was it. All they had to sell was access to the vice president. That's it. Right. And the big defense, of course, has been, well, the Chinese check came in 2017 and Joe wasn't uh, Joe wasn't in office then. It was already publicly known and written about that Joe was going to run for president. That's when you make the big, uh, you know, investments. It's when they're running, just like with Hillary. You, while she's running is when you want to get in on the Clinton Foundation, because when she's president, you know, that's when everything pays off. And, and it, he proved he was meeting with them in, in uh, yes. 15 when uh, when he was pr- the vice president. He was there. He was meeting with them. He was uh, uh, um, part of this this racket, this international business uh, when he was a sitting vice president. It's incredible. It's I mean, like everything else, you wonder if the roles were reversed, if this were Trump or if this were you, you know, Bush or Romney. It would not be a story to the New York Times. It would be the only story. There would be nothing else. There'd be no stories about the virus. There'd be no stories about the the peaceful protests. There would be nothing else. They would do this on CNN to the exclusion of everything else. And right now they're doing the exact opposite. If you put on CNN, I did it for a laugh. All they're talking about is all the kids, the college kids and high school kids who are testing positive for the virus. And Mm -hmm. I guess that means that and we have to uh, vote for Biden because a bunch of kids are getting the virus and getting better in two days, but they're got the numbers and they're running up the score and they're saying, you know, we're all going to die because, you know, Trump, whatever didn't Trump put elderly patients in nursing home. Oh no, that wasn't Trump. That was uh, Cuomo and Murphy and Whitmer, but uh, Trump did something. He did. Oh, he didn't wear a mask. That's right. Trump didn't wear a mask. That's the big story on CNN. They should be embarrassed because some of them, I assume, went to journalism schools. Some of them, before they were ideologues and, and left-wing zealots, had aspirations to be journalists. 
Well, that all ended with this story. They're not journalists. Right. They're well, you can, only, you can only avoid it for so long until a story gets too big and then you have to write about it. And I was watching last night and, you know, what was the headline yesterday about Tucker? Like he has his high, the highest ratings in cable news history for a television show in a month or something some crazy, right? There was enough people on social media talking about this interview, but I was scrolling up in the feed and I didn't see shit about it. So it, I said that. I tweeted that. I said, I'm waiting for the spin, the defense. And normally you see it, you know, you see what that was the clearly a number one trend in the world moment. Like that was a right, number right. one trend in the world interview that was clearly being suppressed. If that was trending online in today's media and journalistic world, you can't fucking avoid writing about that. Right, you just, here's your, here's what's well, trending. Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell in the sixth ending. We, that's trending. Halloween spirit. That's trending. Um, Here's, here's a trending from BuzzFeed. Leaked message reveal a white extremist group. Secrets. Oh, don't forget Kim Kardashian's 40th yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah, Kim K. Uh, those, are, those are trending right now on Twitter. No mention of Bublinski uh, blowing the lid. No, no pun intended, off the Biden campaign. Um, it, it, it is remarkable. I sat there waiting, wondering what the, I mean, because that's the natural reaction to this explosive story revealing story obviously it exposes biden as a liar as a as a schemer a guy who's using his office used his office and and i guarantee it's the tip of the iceberg he doesn't i mean this is can't be his only venture where he uses and the office sells the office and and makes millions the guy lives in a three million dollar home he his last home that he sold was 10,000 square feet. He sold that to buy a 6,800 square foot home on a lake worth 3 million bucks on a government salary for 47 years. But anyway, anyway. Jerry, who do you think is happiest about this? Who's happiest about the Bubulinski thing? Happiest? Um, I'll give you a hint. You always marvel at her shoes. Oh, Kamala. You think Kamala's? uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think more people are onto this, the whole scheme that they've devised that Joe Biden's a placeholder, that the far left, which is, by the way, included, includes Michelle and, and Barack Obama, they wanted Kamala there because they know she's the next president. She's the president in waiting. She's the one who's going to let you know AOC and Bernie Sanders and Elon Omar into the Oval Office. I mean, this is a cabal in some uh, in some but form. this expedites her ascension big time. I mean, remember, Biden at least has to get in and then install friends and allies into good positions and take care of people and make sure that people get, you know, nice kisses in the mail of one kind or another. Oh, Jimmy Biden has to be taken care of and Hunter and all these other allies have to be taken care of. And but this now, this means Biden will be compelled to leave almost immediately. Almost immediately, because first of all, he's going to he's not sentient one. um, And he's a lot of these people who he's going to try to install are are going to be more moderate. Whoever's left in the Democratic Party who are moderate and the left is going to feel that they've got momentum now, like they felt all year. They've already changed the language. You know, media already works on their behalf. The world is different now. You know, the culture of wokeism has uh, is now the the required religion of everybody. And it's not going to stop. In January, they're going to want their stuff done immediately. Green New Deal stuff done immediately. Remember, Biden was willing to do it for uh, Obama with Solyndra and all that stuff back in 2009. But that's when they only had a marginal influence that they have now. 
These they don't, you know what, Tom? They don't care about that. They don't care about anything. It's all about keeping this blackout going for six more days. That's all they have to do. It doesn't matter what kind of crap comes down on their heads next Wednesday. It doesn't matter. Once he's elected, he could he could quit or you know check out for health reasons you know next week. I mean, as long as he wins, as long as Trump gets defeated, the media in their mind have done their jobs. Again, they don't care about journalism. You know what? Here's the irony. You know what's really important to uh, Jake Tapper right now and to and to you know and, um, Philip Bump and Maggie Haberman. Plausible deniability. Those are the words of the day. Plausible deniability. Oh, yeah. They could say, oh, we're, you know, I was busy working on a coronavirus story or I was busy working, you know, there's there's rioting or whatever, the economy. They could say there are more important things. Climate change. All right. Today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me again, Dave McDonough. Dave, we got the election just around the corner. So give me a little CNBC-esque, a little Rick Santelli, some would say. Uh, Give me a little market update. That's a tall task, Dave. But here's the bottom line. Last week, retail sales double the experts' expectations. This week, housing market booming, unemployment dropping. All good news on the economy, David. But here is the other news. 10 days from now and counting election. Tighten up the ship. Do not chase growth, look for value, look for dividend-producing investments, and look long-term. Valuable information. You can get information just like that sent directly to your inbox. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. That's flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Sign up for the captain's blog there. Comes in video and in newsletter form. Dave, you give all the good information just like that each and every week. We try to keep current, Dave. All right, that's it. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FANRASIPC. Here's what I tweeted, which is still remarkable to me, and maybe I'm the only one that gives a damn. We saw three debates, two presidential debates. Obviously, the debate commission working with Biden canceled the middle one and the vice presidential debate, which was which was a blast. But anyway, three debates, no questions about uh, rioting, about Black Lives Matter, rioting, looting, destroying people's lives, destroying minority neighborhoods. No questions. Each debate had more than one question about freaking climate change. Now, you tell me right now, what is a bigger problem? What is a bigger issue? They are rioting right now in Philadelphia. They're destroying a Walmart. They're, they're shooting each other, which I don't know if that's a that's such a bad <laughs> thing. You know, we got the... Uh, 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 you know, the, 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 I guess rioters fighting over, you know, stolen goods. Uh, but we'll get to that. No Sherry, first of all, that. first of all, they talked about the poor boys a lot in the debates, if you didn't hear. <laughs> and uh, Trump had to uh, distance himself from the poor boys, but he still told them to stand by, which means I assume that's what's happening in Philadelphia. Those are good the- point. Yeah, the poor boys are coming. They're going to start. Well, the, the they do is- good. Someone has to cops. I keep watching this going. This is Philadelphia. This is not Portland. There's a big city with real cops and real, you know, uh, why aren't they stopping? Why? I mean, I watched uh, rioting live. Yeah, but didn't you hear the chief, Danielle Outlaw, who's the chief in in Philadelphia? She and the mayor said the same thing. There were peaceful protests. Later on in the evening, something else happened, and we hope that doesn't happen again. Happened? Nothing happened. Nothing happens when you don't let something happen. But they say later on something happened. And uh, unfortunately, when something else happened later in the evening, 35 cops went to the hospital and we made 90 arrests. It's, and there it's were, amazing. Amazing. This, this is two nights ago. This is before the shooting. This extensive yep. damage everywhere. And then they get the commerce person, the city commerce director on. And, and a reporter asks her, 
um, by the way, businesses are afraid and they want to um, close up and board up because they're afraid their businesses are going to be destroyed. What advice do you have for them? And the commerce manager says, bring in your flower pots. That's it, because you're going to be used as projectiles. Uh, I, 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 you know, it's too bad because every time, maybe it's me, I watch this and I think of the store owners. I think of the store managers, right. people that work hard, that, that live in that neighborhood. They looted a dollar store. I mean, is that, I, I realize that they'll justify, Joy Reid will say, you know, it's justifiable anger against racist cops, but... <laughs> Who do you think is working at the dollar store? Who do you think is buying things at the dollar store? Who Jerry, they have These are minority people who are working their asses off to make a living. And these well, scumbags, these maggots destroy it. Do you see the one? I tweeted out the picture of this one store. They just uh, fairly recently opened up after the last riot three months ago. Got all their inventory back, opened up again, and mm -hmm. these scumbags destroyed it again. Uh, and you you won't hear anything from Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. You won't hear, well, you'll hear justifying it. You'll hear excuses from Governor Wolf, who's as, almost as bad as Charlie Baker and, and Andrew Cuomo, just a total asshole, called them peaceful protesters. See if you can get this, Cullinane. The video two nights ago of the rioting, and like you said, 90 people arrested, 35 cops injured, including a female cop, who was run down by a pickup truck. There's video of it. Big black pickup truck, jacked up, runs this cop down, takes off. She gets rushed to the hospital. She has a broken leg. After that, the governor, the governor of the state said they're peaceful, peaceful protesters and he understands you know, their frustration, their outrage. If you're a cop, <laughs> if you're a, a law-abiding citizen, how can you not hate despise your governor who is making excuses for rioters, looters, hooligans who are destroying lives, calling them peaceful protesters. It's sickening. I it's, also it's want so crazy, Jerry. You just mentioned it that these are black owned businesses in black neighborhoods. And these the by far the the, the majority of the popular minority population, they're law abiding and just want to live. They just want to make a living and to to only align yourselves with the criminals who were destroying things and stealing sneakers. It's disgusting. Like one of the guys, you might have posted this. One of the guys, the store owners, is a black guy named Stephen Hall. And they came and destroyed his business. This store had nothing to do with what happened last night with the shooting. Okay? And that's the first thing they do. They jump on opportunity. This is not opportunity. This is this is how I make my money to pay my bills and feed myself. Now I'm going to be out of work for two or three months. Now where I'm going to work at. Why does this guy's life not matter? But he's not going to get, you know, there's going to be no Pulitzer uh, for the coverage about this guy. There's going to be Pulitzers for the coverage about the person who is uh, the knife-wielding uh, anti-cop guy. And there's going to be Pulitzers about coverage of the riots when police mistakenly arrest media members who are, you know, stepping inside the perimeter they shouldn't be in. That's it. Yeah. And these guys left. You know what, Stephen Hall of Philly, who tried to do the right thing and get a piece of the American dream, sucks to be you. You have no ally in political power and probably won't a week from now for at least four years and these and these are biden voters and if you're a biden voter you're with these guys you're with the mob i mean the mob is uh supporting biden they're they're they hate trump they want trump out of there if they if if biden wins tuesday these 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 vandals these rioters these looters they win 
it is remarkable to me that we can't agree. There should be consensus. There should be, uh, we all should agree that we should, that we have to condemn these maggots who are destroying lives of, of hardworking people. I don't understand. I retweeted the, or I tweeted out a picture of a guy looting a washing machine. And I realized, you know, it's kind of funny looting a washing machine, but there's somebody who owns that store probably, you know, lives around there. There's someone who runs, manages that store, definitely lives around there, has a family, has kids. You're destroying that person's lives. Why? Because mm-hmm. cops shot a knife wielding maniac. Uh, but here's, here's what uh, doesn't matter. He, he, I mean, they obviously don't care about black lives. They don't care about Walter Wallace, but it, 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 even uh, what the cops did was ju- they did their job. Well, they did their job. When someone is coming at them with a knife, their job is to stop them, to use deadly force. I mean, there's going to be an investigation. There'll be billions more in damage done in the meantime, but there'll be investigation and these cops will be acquitted. They will be, uh, it will be a justified shooting. I, I realized that, you know, Biden wants them to shoot him in the leg. And, and, and the, the Biden campaign, they came out with, uh, uh, oh, they, they said this is not the way to handle a mental health crisis. Now, were these cops, while the guy's coming at them, while Walter Wallace is coming at them with a knife, are supposed to like evaluate him and say, oh, he's not well. We should what? Turn, what were they? What, what did they want? They don't have tasers. Rorschach tests, maybe? Yeah, what were they sure. supposed to do? These cops supposed to do? I ask this all the time. They're supposed to turn and run? What are they supposed to do? Jerry, if somebody's coming out after you, and if they might be high in PCP and they're totally out of their mind, if they're coming after you with a knife and you're a cop, it's time for you to rethink policing at that moment. Reimagine. Reimagine. Reimagine policing and take a less militarized approach, I think. And and there's no more specifics than that. That's what you have to do. The Um, woman who got run over by the car, that police officer, she did the right thing. She got run over. And, uh, I, I mean, if I, I guess the answer is, if you're a cop, you let them stab you, and you hope you live. Maybe they stabbed you in the in the arm, or maybe they mm-hmm. stab you in the stomach, and they don't kill you. That way, you know, you're a hero. You're hurt in the line of duty, and you don't shoot anybody. Now, this guy, uh, Walter Wallace, we you know, loving father and husband and and son, because his mother was there. We, we know all that. This is incredible. I'm looking at the Philadelphia. Uh, I'm looking at the AP story. I just read the Philadelphia Inquirer. It's much the same. Um, they talk about Walter Wallace as a father. Yeah, he's a father of seven. Um, he they, they, they were called uh, to that residence like 30 times recently, including three times two days ago on the day of the shooting. They were called to that. He is, uh, his mother took out a restraining order, the same mother who was screaming, which I don't blame her, but she was screaming when the cops did their job and shot him. I mean, he is, I realized they said he was on medication and he was um, had, had mental issues. But again, uh, the cops are supposed to do this like evaluation and say we shouldn't uh, use our deadly force. We shouldn't do our job because he might have mental issues. They're looking to stop him to, to uh, neutralize this this threat. Um, his father, talking to the Philadelphia Choir, says, why didn't they use a taser? Well, good question. They didn't have a taser. Um, that's why they didn't use a taser. They weren't armed with a taser. Um, but what, what uh, I, I guess it's a, 
uh, a question that won't, you know, we won't get an answer to, but I don't know what they were supposed to do. I don't know what don't, the... Well, how about, did they, the, the, did Walter Scott's parents have the talk with him, Jerry? <laughs> did, they, did they discuss, you know, the etiquette of going after a police officer with a knife? I mean, it's it's disgusting. The, the idea now that the, the politicians have now trained youth now, both white and black youth, white kids from Wellesley and then black kids from from poor poor uh, neighborhoods in the cities. Now that if anybody dies with that involves a cop, that you can go out and take to the streets and burn stuff. And the politicians are fine with it because you know what's going to happen in January 21st, Jerry? You and I are going to pay for all the damage in every city that's happened. So the Democrats aren't worried. They're not right, taking well, that part. That you know the the holdup. I mean, obviously the media lies to to the world about it, but the holdup on the na- the latest stimulus package is she wants eighty nine billion for the cities who are in debt and the cities who were uh, looted, rioted, uh, looted, burned, uh, destroyed by her supporters in Black Lives Matter. I mean, they it, it's a big. Uh, Alliance. The Democrats are aligned with Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter rioters destroy the cities, and the Democrats take taxpayer money and and give it to the cities who let Black Lives Matter destroy. I mean, Portland lets them destroy. They let Antifa mm-hmm. destroy the city. I mean, you saw it last night. If you watch this video from Philly, you don't see any cops anywhere. They just they went to Walmart. They went in a uh, what do you call it? A five below. You know, they went and destroyed a T-Mobile store. I, I assume just store stole a bunch of phones. There are no cops anywhere. The guy. No, well, there, Andy No had that video of the cops running away. Like thirty-five of them. Just that, so, I mean, is there anything more disturbing than when you see that that the mob chasing the cops and the cops? It's like something you'd see in Europe, where the cops are ordered to run away from the mob. Yeah. It's just it's because they're so afraid to be you know to be forced to do their job and use force against somebody on video against a you know, young black guy on video and then they say look those racist cops are up up uh, up to their no good again um but this the, the, no, it's, the why are we patting ourselves on the back for destroying black communities i mean this year all these really good liberals everywhere are you know posting on facebook about how good they are and we've st- stood by and applauded the destruction of the black communities and black owned businesses as if we've done something really good. It's disgusting. And I don't know if you saw it. Did you see Kamala Harris in uh, Michigan, you know, t- to talk to black oh, voters? Was she about- dancing? Was she dancing? <laughs> no, she wasn't dancing, but she's talking to black voters about um, voter suppression and how it's going to happen, obviously, because it's something that. Uh, that uh, Trump and, and the evil uh, racist Republicans so, want. So, so let, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. We've had 60 my, 65 million people have already yes. voted, but we have voter suppression. Got yes, it. that was all voted. The, some of them had to wait in line, by the way. But here's Kamala. You tell me if something changes in her voice when she talks to this particular audience. Messing with the post office. Yes. Can you believe messing with the post office? Yes. Huh. What she saying? People are trying to make it difficult for folks to vote. All these souls at the polls, the ancestors, are relying on us yes. to not let them down when there is so much at stake. Let's bring this home. Let's bring this home, Jerry. She is the worst candidate. She's worse, I would say, than Dan Quayle, Sarah Palin, the worst 
person on the campaign trail worse than any, I mean, worse than Joe Biden. She's worse than Joe Biden. And by the way, that the scene yesterday where Biden uh, spoke to 38 people who had to stay inside their white circles is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Trump's speaking to 20,000 people three times a day. And this guy can't get a crowd or can, I guess, get a crowd of 38 people. So listen to this, Jerry, and he's also not really leaving underground. I just talked to Michael Graham a a couple days ago from the Lincoln Project and Inside Sources. And, um, and, you know, he he has somebody who was hanging around in Delaware after Biden called the lid at nine in the morning. And so suddenly, though, the Biden tour bus pulls up and they grab a few people from the press and they say, get on the bus here. They brought them five miles away to a Biden envelope stuffing office or whatever. And then they have them shoot Biden walking in there and they get to ask him two or three questions as he walks in. And then they push the press away and then they drive the press back uh, to Biden's house and then Biden's done for the day. But it looks as if Biden's out and about. It's all a production. He's not going anywhere. Right. The, the only place that goes Pennsylvania because it's, you know, 20 minutes away. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's incredible. He's feeble. He cannot do this. But, you know, we, Trump must be stopped. And. As we all know, he's a Trojan horse. Once he's in, it's only a matter of time before he's out and Kamala ascends to the throne. I don't want to finish up on this Walter Wallace story because it's ongoing. If you're just getting up, uh, looters are shooting each other. Uh, the The story this morning, see if I have this right. Um, um, uh, break. There's a breaking story. From uh, Fox 35 in, in uh, I don't know where it is, uh, 11 people. Sh- oh, I'm sorry. Fox, Fox 29 in uh, Philadelphia, Steve Keeley. 11 people shot while looting in Philadelphia. Uh, looters were shooting looters, says a 59-year-old man, a 50-year-old man. He said his, uh, hold it, check this out. A man said his car was filled with stuff that he looted. It was carjacked. And stolen from him. He had a car full of stolen goods and the car was stolen from him. Unbelievable. Um, but So I guess- Joe Biden tweets out yesterday, our hearts are broken for the family of Walter Wallace Jr. And for all those suffering, the emotional weight of learning about another black life in America oh, lost. Jesus. Walter's You're- life mattered. That's a disgrace. You're a disgrace. Joe Biden, let me say it again, is a disgrace. There are 35 cops Injured a woman, a female cop run down by a pickup truck from a looter, rioter, BLM uh, activist. And the vice president, okay, that it points out the race trying to stoke the flames, points out the race of the perpetrator, the guy who came at the cops with a knife. Does anyone really think if a white guy's coming at these cops with a knife that they would say, Oh, he's white? I think I'll just, you know, shoot him in the leg. It's just absurd. Terry, Here's, having a uh, mental health crisis should not be a death sentence. sentence. Correct. That's that's from your presidential candidate, who, by the way, one one candidate is rooting for the rioters, the other one is rooting for the cops. It is pure and simple. Uh Biden and Harris are rooting for the rioters. They're they're stoking the flames of of, of racial strife here. Here is NBC Philadelphia story that they uh, posted this morning about Walter Wallace. Wallace was a 27-year-old father of seven who just got married this month. There are school-age children uh, now. His children, these are all school-age children, so now his children have to grow up knowing that the police killed their father. That's from his cousin. 
His cousin says the poor kids have to grow up. No, what, what the poor kids have to grow up knowing their father attacked the cops with a knife. Here's the next paragraph. Uh, Wallace was also an aspiring rapper. <laughs> He's a kid who wanted to be a musician. That's what he loved, and that's what his aspirations were. Um, court records reveal a extensive criminal history. He threatened um, one of his children's mother on in March. I'll shoot you and that house up. In 2019, he was charged with resisting arrest by kicking the windows and door panels out of a police car. So he's got a problem with uh, authority. In 2016, during a robbery, he grabbed a woman by the neck and held what is believed to be a gun to her head, as opposed to what? Holding a, a, you know, whatever, a a loaf of bread to her head. Uh, In 2013, Walter's mother took out a perspective protective order against him, which he violated when he threw water in her face and punched her in the face. We're talking about her mother. I realize we're not allowed to go into the uh, the history, the criminal history of uh, another uh, guy who was attacking cops with a knife, but it sounded like uh, they probably were pretty familiar with him and they did not think uh, they were going to stop him by asking him nicely for a third time. They asked him twice to drop the knife. He didn't do it. This is the reason, because this guy wouldn't drop the knife and wouldn't stop coming at the cops. That's the reason the dollar store is destroyed today. And and probably hundreds and hundreds of jobs in inner city Philadelphia are gone, are gone. And why would anyone open a business? Why would anyone even attempt to rebuild after something like this? And if you're, uh, you know, a BLM activist who's got a new washing machine or got a new, uh, uh, TV, why would you care? The governor has your back. The governor calls you a peaceful protester. You know, the, the Board of Health woman, they, they, they got your back. We're able to go ahead and rebuild being quite literally wheeled out from their stores. You can see this guy who brought a dolly in order to steal. I think that's a Washington. By the way, you know what else they were stealing? Christmas trees. So they're going to be ready early for Christmas. Christmas <laughs> you know, I wonder if looters have that same sensation Christmas when spirit? they walk into a store and they notice that the decorations are coming out earlier and earlier every year. You know, know like what every- I love? When I loot, I love to hear Christmas songs in the background. <laughs> have a holly jolly Christmas. That's when I'm looting. I, it just picks, puts me in the spirit. Puts me. In yeah, the you Christmas can spirit. you can hammer the uh, the ATM machine to uh, to the melody of "Let It Snow." Actually, with your uh, one sledgehammer. of these days, one of these days, some poor store owner is just going to say, "I've had enough." He's going to sit behind the, you know, in the store when it's closed with a shotgun, and he's going to just defend his livelihood his property and then then biden and you know the media they will have a new villain they'll have this poor hard-working store owner who is fed up and starts to shoot back then you will have a real villain that the hard-working store owner you'll have a well, real- we just had one and he just killed himself right that's true the guy in omaha who, uh, yeah veteran who was uh charged with murder because he defended his property uh, uh defended his restaurant Good point, but that's going to happen again. It's, I'm surprised it has not happened more. But that's the big story. You got to watch rioting live. I'm sure you'll get to do it again tonight. It, it moved. It spread to New York, by the way. There was unrest in New York because they shot this uh, poor uh, father of seven, an aspiring rapper in Philadelphia. Mm. 
Um, yeah, well, and, the, and, and New York, you know, the mayor will say, well, welcome. Come on in. Good to have you. This is important. You know, racial strife and division. And yeah. Let's go. Let's you know, tear up my city. What's left of it is disgusting. I blame the mayors. I blame the governors. None, no one takes a damn stand against Jerry, this. Well, hold on about New York. There have been recent clean sweeps of a lot of the Jewish schools, and they haven't found any. <laughs> they haven't found any illegal gatherings of Jews in most of the schools. So the policing is working there. It is more effective. We'll get to that because uh, we already have the warnings about Halloween and Thanksgiving. The next ones are going to be about Christmas, but especially about Hanukkah. Those Hanukkah hooligans, they better not even think about gathering in groups or the Blasio Cuomo will kick in their doors and take that, drag them away. You know what they're going to do? They're going to make them wear little stars on their shirts to know, then you'll know who the real troublemakers are. All right. We want to get to that. We're going to get to uh, our, our rules for Thanksgiving from our idiot governor and the world series is over. Baseball is over. And if you, if you missed it, we'll tell you the big story. Uh, a couple of big stories from uh, the world champion Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, one of them's pretty disturbing, I have to say. Pretty disturbing. But first, I want to tell you about Shea Concrete. Shea Concrete. Homeowners, did you know that my brother-in-law, Greg, and the guy, the good folks at Shea Concrete have a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old stair. She has great values with designs for any home available in concrete, or you can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. I'm a, I'm a bluestone guy. That's what I am. But you pick. You see what uh, you like best. They'll show you them all, and they'll, and they'll help you with your decision. It's easy. You pick out some steps. You know what they do? They take away the old steps, the heavy old steps. You don't do a thing. Bring in the new steps, and immediately your house looks better and is worth more. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front ends to any home. And your home will be worth more. It's not really, you're not really buying anything. You're investing in your home with new steps. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And you know what? This is a good time to do it. Do it in the fall before the winter. A new set of front steps is what uh, what you need. If you want your house to be worth more and to look better, do it. Call them uh, up at Shea Concrete or just check them out at SheaConcrete.com. All right, World Series is over. Um, I'm sure the ratings suck. I'm sure, although it'll be close, on Monday night, and I realized there was that ACB bounce, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity had 7 million people watching each. Tucker will have bigger numbers uh, last night, and the World Series will build. I'm sure the numbers at the beginning aren't great, but World Series will probably get 10, 11 million. Tucker will probably get, I don't know, 8, 9 million. It'll be close. And... It's over, I said, because um, I just wanted someone to make the Red Sox look bad, so I couldn't lose. If Tampa won, the Red Sox would look bad. Uh, and if Mookie Betts won, the Red Sox would look bad. They looked even worse than I thought. He uh, homered last night. He scored a run on from third on a ground ball to first. Great instincts, great player, the best player on the field. Uh, some people thought Clayton Kershaw was the MVP. Not me. I thought it was Mookie. Marcus Betts. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I got to give credit where credit's due. The Red Sox have play payroll flexibility, so they got something out of the deal. The uh, the Dodgers got the second best player in baseball, and they got a World Series championship. The big story before the end of the game was the manager of the uh, the Rays, 
uh, Kevin Cash yanking Blake Snell. His pitcher was just cruising. I believe he'd given up two hits through six. The top three, is it the top? Yeah, the top three hitters in the Dodgers lineup were 0 for 6 against Snell with six Ks, including Mookie, who can't hit lefties anymore. For some reason, he sucks against lefties, and Snell was eating them alive, and the manager yanked him anyway. And uh, it all blew up. Brought in this guy, Nick Anderson, who set a record for most consecutive postseason games, giving up a run. It was just an idiotic. Is, Ke- uh, is Kevin Cash, a, is he a Moneyball guy? He's got to be. A, he he obviously, be a- obviously yeah. is a sabermetrics guy. And he yeah. stuck to the numbers and didn't go with the feel. And he should have. Snell was just dominant. He got yanked. He was pissed. Every you know, Rays fan, I don't know how many of those are out there, you know. Dick, Dick Vitale must have been pissed because it was a terrible move by Kevin Cash. Hey, but at least he was in the World Series. The Red Sox. What's uh, the? Uh, what do you think the value? Like six months ago. What do you think the value of winning the World Series this year is? Like, what what is it like from a financial standpoint? From a you know, is the team like does is the team worth more because they won What's the them? value? They're the Dodgers. Like they're not going to sell a lot of merch. Like I feel like when the Red Sox won, like everybody was buying uh, I mean, shit. It, it doesn't right. compare to a typical regular season and the timing and everything's. Although the timing's pretty close to normal, you know, late October ending, uh, ending the World Series and the Dodgers end a 32 year streak. It's hard to believe the Dodgers hadn't won in 32 years, but it worth It means a lot to Clayton Kershaw, who was kind of that guy who couldn't win the big one, who's you know obviously a Hall of Famer. And, I think three-time Cy Young winner finally wins the big one. But if you missed it, the big story is not Kershaw or Betts or the Dodgers or even Kevin Cash. The big story is uh, Justin Turner, the uh, the uh, third baseman for the Dodgers, the guy with the long red beard and the long red hair, found out during the game that he tested positive for coronavirus. You saw him initially go back in the clubhouse and you said, oh, he'll go home and quarantine and all that. No, 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 not Justin Turner. He not only comes back to celebrate, but he doesn't even wear a mask, which, you know, you know, God bless him. Who cares? You know, they're, they're all young and healthy. If they get the virus, they'll be fine. They're not even playing. It'll be easy for them to quarantine. They could go probably go to, you know, wherever, uh, Cabo and quarantine if they want. But he's sitting right next to the manager, <laughs> right next to uh, – <laughs> Uh, his manager and his teammates with no mask on, which sent the Corona bros, which sent the media, all the, all the Karens out there, the Darren Ravels into uh, overdrive screaming about how careless and reckless he was. And I guess, I guess he was, but Hey, he won the world series. He had a good time. We'll find out if he uh, infected any of his teammates going That's forward. One of the reasons I want you canceled, Jerry, is that you, you're talking about the world series. You're talking about Mookie Betts when you scared Mookie Betts out of Boston. I mean, this would have been our World Series. A more a duck boat parade, you know, would have been probably this Tuesday. But no, I mean, you had to foster a certain atmosphere around uh, Fenway Park, and Mookie Betts had had enough. That's what I'm told by insiders. Um, and so I think that you you aren't allowed to enjoy baseball anymore, having moved championships away from Boston, Massachusetts. Um, it is. It's hard to believe the the Red Sox used to be good two years ago. They were the uh... You know, the greatest team ever. <laughs> I mean, that's was a big part of it. Wow. Betts hit a home run last night, had a big play, had a bunch of great catches. I mean, he just was he's spectacular. Yep, it's Corey Seager. I bet you Betts got some votes. What do you think? Well, 
I assume so. It is back to your point though. It is crazy that like just a couple of years ago, like people gave a shit about baseball in general. Like how fast did that happen? This is, I'm not like nobody is going to talk about 108 the games. They were the best team ever. I don't even know. Yeah, what but Jerry, a couple of years ago, the Sox seemed to know what pitch was coming too. I mean, there should be uh... good point by you. Yes, Thank that's you. a good point. Thank uh, you. Congratulations to Corey Seager and to Mookie Betts and to Clayton Kershaw and to Justin Turner. You know, if he's still alive, if he's not dead from the virus yet. But uh, you have you have more of a problem with Kim Kardashian than you do uh, Justin Turner, which is shocking to me right now. I didn't. What did I say about Kim Kardashian? I don't I say know. You don't, you, don't, you don't seem too uh, appalled by Justin Turner's actions, so you must not have any problem with what I, 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 I you know. I laugh. He's going to infect his teammates. They won't even know about it. They'll get through it. And you know what? They'll be fine for next season. They'll get it over with. But he has taken a beating on Twitter, as and he will take a beating today on uh, <clears throat> you know the usual suspects at ESPN and everyone else will be killing Justin Turner. Yes. For, uh, not masking up and not uh, you know isolating or, or it's funny how in the in the time of Trump if you get COVID it's a moral failing on your behalf it's your fault you were it's a moral failing meanwhile there's another surge coming right now that could be bigger than the surge that hit us the first time around and we've done all the right thing all these blue states we've killed our businesses we've killed our lifestyles we we play in bubbles now we've done the right thing but the it's interesting the pandemic doesn't seem to care in Europe yeah. now where they did the right thing and they hit away. Now they're getting slammed again. It's, it's incredible. And, and the media, you know, you CNN, which is full 24 seven coronavirus talk. They talk about how, you know, Trump failed, but the people where, where you having these surges, everyone's wearing masks, everyone's social distancing. No one's going to school, all this. And, and yet there are surges and, and you point out in Europe in Italy and Spain and France, they have these surges but they did everything. They shut down the economy. What what's what's happening in Sweden, where they don't wear masks, where they didn't shut down anything? They're fine. Lockdowns right. don't work at this point. I mean, obviously you can't tweet it or your whole your account will be suspended. But at this point, eight months into the virus, nine months in, we know lockdowns don't work. They do not work. People who wear masks get the virus. Places where they shut down the economy, where they close schools, there are spikes, there are surges. Lockdowns do not work. It's not just that they don't work. It's just they're much more harmful. We're seeing it everywhere. We just talked to the the person, who the CEO from um, Emerson Hospital the other day. She runs a big network of um, like these hospitals and doctors, et cetera. And they're seeing a huge um, increase in mental health cases. Kids coming into the emergency room. Kids committing self-harm as young as six years old hurting themselves coming into the emergency room in these hospitals, and they don't have the resources. That There's a surge that we've done to ourselves, and hospitals aren't set up to be psych wards. You know, they're hospitals, but there aren't the you resources. Know, there. I mean, there are a number of very disturbing numbers, and you heard them. 65% of cancer patients missed at least one chemo appointment. People are dying from cancer. People are not getting mammograms. Women are not because their fear of going in the hospital or their fear of uh, you know, getting the virus in a hospital or not, you know, of, of taking the time and energy away from the virus, they're dying. But nobody cares. Uh, at least it, they don't care. Incredible, I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say they don't care. They don't care right now. One week from today, these things will matter. One week yes. from today, if they stop the big bad orange man, suddenly we will care about these ancillary issues and these kids who are, you know, committing suicide and, and, and domestic violence and drugs and alcohol. That will all matter. 
once we defeat Donald Trump. <clears throat> Just get your priorities straight. But here's um, I'm I get kind of annoyed at this because I'm from Massachusetts, like you guys, and I see occasionally we see what what oh man got some wild footage from Philadelphia going on here. Some wild, they're actually trying to arrest some looters. And, you know, that's not right. That's not right. There's the video no. again of the kid stealing machine. And he doesn't even, he's not even worried about anyone seeing him no. stopping him. He just wheeled out a freaking washing machine. Anyway, anyway, they have you hear about Cuomo. Oh, that's right. It's insurance. Insurance pays for it. You hear about Cuomo and, and you hear about Whitmer. And you hear about Murphy and Lamont, and you hear about all in Wolf in Philadelphia, in uh, Pennsylvania, these terrible, these tyrants, these people that do not care about small business people, that do not care about people who work for a living, who only care about their approval rating or the media or whatever. They don't care about real working people. Why don't? Why doesn't our governor ever get credit for destroying businesses? He's just. He's as bad as anybody. Why don't they never give Charlie Baker credit for destroying restaurants and gyms? I mean, he's as much of a tyrant as anyone. He's got a little R next to his name, which is a load of crap. He's not a Republican. And, you know, he's he kind of lays low, but he never gets as the credit he deserves for destroying a state. He has done everything they have done to destroy small businesses, to destroy restaurants, to ruin lives. And yesterday, playing catch up because, uh, you know, Governor Newsom and Cuomo and others have already canceled Halloween. Well, he came out and, you know, he's discouraging people from enjoying Halloween. And now he's got rules, <clears throat> his rules for Thanksgiving here in Massachusetts. <clears throat> I believe you have some sound from Baker and you made a good point. He just sounds like such an asshole now when he talks about, you know, new rules and things that that he's going to implement on edicts, unconstitutional, every one of them. He doesn't have the authority, but he doesn't. He doesn't and he's got the tone, Jerry, that he doesn't want to have to do this. But once again, you've let him down. We've seen across the state that people simply aren't doing the right thing. So he's going to have to, unfortunately, uh, discipline all of us. Thanksgiving requires folks to act indoor, to eat indoors, to drink and to socialize over an extended period of time and maybe watch a football game or two. Every family here in the Commonwealth needs to think long and hard about the well-being of your loved ones before you make your plans. Happy Thanksgiving. <clears throat> nope. Uh, you can't go to a college, uh, high school football game because this dickhead canceled high school football. I mean, you can't go to a road race. Those are canceled. You're not supposed to get together with your family. He wants you to do it virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I think people are reaching the point where they're going to go, screw that. We're going to do Thanksgiving and, and, you know, obviously we're not going to have grandma over, but if you want young people, kids to gather with their parents, go ahead and do it. It's incredible. That go this- ahead and do it, Jerry. There's this phone number set up to bust you if you do it. There are shock troops that are going to be deployed. We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. Oh my God, This team good. will be charged with two main tasks, ramping up enforcement in key communities and coordinating local intervention efforts at the local level in high-risk communities. Great. 
What's that? Uh, wasn't it like Facebook who came out with like their own kind of version of the iPad, but their whole marketing was like talking to your parent who lives in Florida or whatever. Hopefully those sell a lot and they're just like on people's table, right? Like they're, they're in everybody's chair slot for Thanksgiving. I want to see the, the pictures of people's Thanksgiving. I mean, he can be proud. We have, uh, I believe the third highest unemployment in the country. We have the third highest death rate. And these are lockdown States run by petty tyrants. Number one is still New Jersey. Uh, death rates, uh, 1,800 people per uh, per million population. New York is number two. New York, by the way, have killed uh, 34,000 people. In Massachusetts, we're almost at 10,000. Charlie Baker, um, is that right? I thought we were over 10,000. Let me double check that. I'm I think we're just the, under 10,000. But, I mean. Well, we, we're going to get there. Baker's determined to get yes. there. And, uh, and it's got, your fault, Jerry, because because you you have a, a a party, a graduation party in Chelmsford, or a bunch of dudes get uh, wasted in a booze cruise in Boston, or a few lifeguards on the Cape somewhere. And, uh, you know, no gathering anywhere should be allowed. Of course, that is unless it's a gathering where you're throwing potted plants through windows and you burn a police cruiser. I want to thank everyone who marched and exercised their right to free, free speech safely last night. Tens of thousands of our neighbors, friends and colleagues tried when possible to balance the new normal we live in with their right to free speech. Oh, God. That is I want to thank everyone who made their voices heard. Thank you for making your voice. Oh, you, that is so sickening. I mean, <laughs> someone has to take the R away from him. That's not a Republican. That's a Democrat. He's worse than a Democrat. I mean, this is a guy who is telling you, you can't play hockey, cancel all hockey, youth hockey, cancel high school football. You know, schools are canceled, at least partially remote. You know, special needs kids are home and parents are living through hell trying to have their kids learn remotely, their special needs children. And this this monster, Charlie Baker, thanks people for rioting and looting in the city of Boston. I assume that's from the, the protests a while back. Yes, thanks that was- for coming. By the way, if you went down Newbury Street after they were done, you saw smashed window fronts. You saw a storefront, smashed windows. You saw stores were looted. A police car was burned. It's It wasn't Philadelphia, but there was unrest you know as ayanna presley says we need unrest you have the congressman the mayor and the governor all applauding people for rioting and looting and not condemning just people for getting together with their families for for <laughs> thanksgiving it's upside down world these people are insane anybody who supports charlie baker is a fool they're either a fool or they're just not paying attention he is the friggin worst i can't stand this i mean i hated Duke, Dukakis. I hated yeah. you know, Deval Patrick. They're not in his league. He's a no. thousand times worse than they are. He's arrogant. He, I know business people, as you do, who've gone under, who've lost their livelihood. He does not give a shit about them. They don't matter to him at all. He is loving this power. He's loving yep. this control he has over our lives. When are people going to get wise to this and understand what a just piece of garbage we have in the in the in the governor's office right now, Jerry, he's, just, he's got a he's got a nice bedside manner. He's got a very kind of paternal feel. You know, you know the guy who asked Clinton, "Are you going to be our parent or whatever?" Right. That guy is everybody now. And Baker has a nice tone about. So does Cuomo. He's got a nice tone tone and a book too, an All inspiring right. book. But it, you know, Baker doesn't just. 
He doesn't just thank everybody for protesting. I want to thank everyone who marched and exercised their right to free, free speech safely last night. Tens of thousands of our neighbors. He's touting the numbers. Tens of thousands showed up. That's a great turnout. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and they breathed all over each other, and they chanted, and they, it was a super spreader event, but that's okay. Can't play a high school football game or youth hockey game. That would be dangerous. But tens of thousands of people can march arm in arm without masks, and the bake, and the governor applauds them, applauds them for it. Yes. So, you know, there's we missed some of the early signs of the Baker thing. We knew that he was an invertebrate, but it didn't know how bad. Just the other day, I was just looking up stuff about Kavanaugh because of the uh, Barrett stuff. And I come on a Charlie Baker tweet from September 27th, 2018. Charlie Baker tweets, the accusations brought against Judge Kavanaugh are sickening and deserve an independent investigation. There should be no vote in the Senate. Oh, Jesus. You know what? You know what's even worse about Baker is this history of, of uh, supporting pedophilia. I mean, I, I, I know. I think he's a member of NAMBLA. I'm pretty sure he's always been very supportive of the priests who were uh, raping children. I mean, there's no evidence. I just made that up. But so did uh, Blasey Ford. So did Julie Swendick. So did uh, Avenatti. And this fool, this useful idiot, supports them. Not Kavanaugh, a guy who did nothing wrong. Wouldn't want to support him. Just like this coward won't vote for the president who's in his own party. Says, oh, no, I'm not going to vote for Trump. Uh, why not, Baker? Why not? Because you're afraid the Boston Globe will get mad at you? You know he's done great things for the economy. You know you agree with him, or you used to on many of the issues, but we can't support him. The Globe might get mad at me. Oh, not that. Why did you get me going on this, Shattuck? I cannot stand Kelly. <laughs> I can't stand the sound of him. I can't stand the, the sight of him. I go by these these closed down, down restaurants every day when I'm out running or walking my dog. And every time I see a restaurant that says close, out of business, I think of this a-hole in his mansion up in Swampscott who doesn't give a damn about the, the bartenders and the waitresses and the managers of these places and the owners of these places. They are collateral damage. He is enjoying his power. He's enjoying the control he has over our lives and does not care how many well, just think, Jerry. Just think what it's done to us culturally, you know. So now, you know, it, this Halloween is coming this weekend. Halloween is coming. Thanksgiving is coming. The holidays are coming. Halloween's going to be an, an event now to spy on your neighbors, to document on social media rule breakers in your society. People who you're suggesting are culpable in killing hundreds of thousands of people. These are your neighbors. And these what once were holidays and good times and, you know, the Thanksgiving are made now into occasions to snitch on each other and document how good you are and how bad your neighbors are. It's not about Turkey. Those, are, those are his people. That's his, his constituency. The Karens out there are calling that, that snitch line and saying, my neighbor has eight people in his backyard. Those are Baker's people. Those are the people who like Baker, who like, you know, Cuomo and Whitmer. It is frightening. We've reached the, they, they're the real tyrants. They're the real, the real dictators, the real despots. Uh, these governors, you want to blame someone for the uh, for the coronavirus uh, outbreak? Uh, CNN and uh, you know Ellie Velshi and the rest of you know uh, Chris Cuomo. Blame the governors. Blame your brother, that asshole. Anyway, my advice to you, uh, Shattuck. I know you got a bunch of kids and they all want to trick or treat, and they all want to go out and enjoy Halloween. Just have them dress up as Black Lives Matter activists, as Antifa scum. 
and go out. They can call all. They they can they can uh, breathe on each other. They can gather in mobs. They can they can vandalize. They can and and steal things. You need a new washing machine. Send your kids to uh, to uh, wherever. Who sells washing machines? Sears. Send your kids to Sears. Sears go around. <laughs> Send your kids to you know Best Buy and get yourself yeah. a new home entertainment uh, system. Because if they do that, the governor will thank them. Thank you. I want to thank you guys. You guys, you guys don't want to. You guys are like me. You don't want to see your in-laws uh, this holiday season anyway. Come on. This is he's doing us a favor. Let's let's thank. No, him. but I would love to see a high school football game. Can't have that. <laughs> I'd love true. to run in a road race, which I used to do every Thanksgiving. Can't do that. I'm telling you, we should have these road races, these high school games. Just everybody put a little sign. It's BLM. You know, have a little Black Lives Matter banner and just go about your life because that. The virus doesn't affect those events. It only affects, you know, family gatherings where we gather around the table and pray and say grace. Those are the people who are going to try to kill us. It's not those Black Lives Matter Antifa thugs. Anyway, why do no, you it's also, the, the, it's also certain sects in uh, SECTS in New York in cluster zones, Jerry. Um, right. The guys with the long sideburns and those hats. Yeah, those exactly. guys. Right. Oh, they're oh super spread. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. I think we do. We have to put little patches on them. And maybe, you know, we're gonna have to round them up at some point. How is Cuomo not arrested in chains? How's he not like <laughs> how do they not recall this? He's the worst, the worst governor, the worst politician I've ever seen. He's murdered eleven thousand seniors and now he's rounding up the Jewish people. No mention. Enforcement ramps up in New York's cluster zones. Governor Cuomo today again made it clear in a telephone conference call who he felt the problem was. Some of the complexity in the enforcement here, especially with members of the uh, ultra orthodox community, they have never complied with the rules. This comes a day after the governor announced he would withhold funding from local governments who do not enforce the rules at schools. So, Jerry, withholding funding. So withholding funding essentially that's hitting these Jewish neighborhoods and Jewish resources because the Jews will react to money, says Cuomo. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. He is, he is evil. I mean, Baker's awful, but but Cuomo is evil. I mean, he is evil. Ugh. The second uh, wave is coming, Jerry, and he, was, he wrote his book about how he beat it already. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a bestseller. I'm sure everyone's uh, uh, picking that up and reading that. God bless Janice Dean and the few people are screaming uh, about the hypocrisy of this monster. Anyway, why did you get me going on this? You know, I can't handle this. You know, I hate these people so much. I was enjoying my week. We got a new Supreme Court justice, the wonderful, the lovely, the talented Amy Coney Barrett, and now. The whole world knows. They might not be reporting it. They might not be admitting it. They all know that that Joe Biden is corrupt to the core. We know he's the leader of the Biden crime family. If you haven't seen the Bobolinsky interview yet, you really should watch it. I will sum it up again in one word, journalism. It is journalism. That's how it used to be done. Hopefully that's how it'll be done again in the future. But unbelievable job by Tucker. Hopefully there'll be more of it tonight, more fallout, follow-up. Hopefully the mainstream media, the you know the media wing of the Biden uh, campaign can't ignore it forever because it's an incredible story. And this guy, man, does he bring it? He brings the evidence. Not only has he got email, texts, and first-person accounts, 
He has audio. I mean, yes. he has audio tape of some of this incriminating stuff. It's incredible. It's not going away, even if he if he wins the election in six days. It ain't going away. Because, About Amy yeah. Coney Barrett, Jerry, uh, just briefly, you know, I, I, on Facebook, I have found, I've learned um, over the last couple of years that everything comes down to race and gender. Race and gender are extremely important now more than ever. Thankfully, we've all woken up and realized this. So you would think that on all these good liberals Facebook posts, on Facebook walls, you would think that an image of a black Supreme Court justice swearing in a female Supreme Court justice would be all over Facebook. But oddly enough, I'm not seeing any celebration of what should be a really symbolic, important moment. It's nowhere. They didn't nowhere. even cover it. MSNBC and CNN didn't even cover it. A black man swearing in a woman uh, to the Supreme Court, and they well, ignored it. Which, again, it just calls them, exposes them as hypocrites. They don't care about women. They don't care about minorities. They care about power and ideology. That's all. They, just, they hate Amy Coney Barrett. They hate... Clarence Thomas, they hate him. And, you know, their, their candidate, Biden, did more than anybody to destroy Clarence Thomas. He failed, obviously, and it's a wonderful thing. Clarence Thomas has kind of uh, got more power than ever, and it's a great thing, at least until they pack the court once Biden gets elected. But, you know, let's not talk about that until next week. Right. But right. MSNBC did cover it, Jerry. Chris Hayes let us know that Amy Coney Barrett cost us 1,000 deaths. For coronavirus that's true he said he's never going to be able to look at her without thinking of those death charts and all the people who've died of the virus uh well that's his problem i'm never going to be able to look at her without smiling i love her i love her i just hated the fact that she was up there with her husband i don't want to think about him you know i like to i leave me to my little fantasies by the way not a word about hunter's uh peccadillos last night which was a good thing no mention right. of it, drug problems of the underage girls that he's you know uh, videoed with or doing lines off of hookers asses or smoking crack while a hooker gives him a foot job none of that came up which was good by design that's irrelevant it's prurient or whatever it's the it's lurid but the the real story is the corruption of the family the corruption of his father and that was proven last night, sadly, to my friends on the left who are hoping it'll just go away. It ain't going away. Your guy is dirty. We now know that. But uh, anyway, that is Tom Shattuck from the Burn Battle podcast from the Little Sun. Shattuck, thanks. Good job. You really don't look that much like uh, like. Bubbles. So I got a haircut I thought would be thinning, but I look fatter. I mean, I got to do something about this camera angle, or you guys should put on some weight, for God's sakes. <laughs> That's you know what the holidays are coming. It's going to happen, Shattuck. So you know, nice. pretty soon, you know, Dave and I'll put on some weight, and we'll all we'll you know you'll look much thinner, and you'll Thank look you. much better. I appreciate. It. All right, thanks to Shattuck, and thanks to uh, DCU and Shake Concrete and Allied Paving, and thanks to everybody for listening. I pre I appreciate it. We got some uh, reviews yesterday, I'm sure, because Reamer wasn't on. Some people review and say thank you, thank you, thank you for not having Reamer, but. Uh, well, Reamer will be back. Sapachetti, Sap, old number 46 was good for a, a change of pace. And, you know, he convinced me that uh, 
I might want to vote for Biden because, you know, we got to get back in the Paris Climate Accord. That's important. <laughs> that that yeah. the entire hour and a half episode from his iPhone, just like an absolute lunatic. Nobody has done that yet. So from that was from the, men's, from the men's shelter he lives in. You know, <laughs> fortunately, uh, <laughs> fortunately, all the rest of the guys in his room, you know, there's like eight guys to a room. They were all sleeping so he could do the show before they woke up. But uh but he was good. We like Sapachetti. Uh Anything else, Colin? Did I miss anything? No, I I know we'll, you... we'll have uh, we'll have Turtle Boy on tomorrow, unless he boycotts us because I'm trying to get Alex Jones on the show because uh, that's popular. He's a popular guest in podcasting lately, so okay. we'll uh, we'll see if he shows up. Uh, yeah, that was beautiful. I must commend Joe Rogan. Sometimes he bores me, other times he entertains me. This was brilliant. Spotify has banned Alex Jones from any platform of his own. You know, he can't have his own podcast. You can't. You know, have cuts from from uh, Alex Jones, crazy rants. God knows he's been deplatformed by everybody. Joe Rogan, being a good friend of Alex Jones, brought him on and had him on for three hours, and there was nothing all the snowflakes at Spotify could do. They're the ones that want to have editorial control over Rogan. He sat there, big cigar out, and let Alex Jones go on all his crazy rants, and there was nothing all those 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 Karens at Spotify could do. It was a brilliant route move by Joe Rogan. I'm gonna have to listen to that. Normally it's I such un, it's such unnecessary backlash too, because mm-hmm. even though Spotify, you know, however that deal works, they basically I'm not they don't own Joe Rogan's show, but like Joe Rogan, it, there's nothing special about Joe Rogan being on Spotify. He's no different than any other piece of content on Spotify. And I probably could name 150 shows that are way worse than Joe Rogan talking to Alex Jones that are currently on Spotify. Yeah, but they, you know how it works, man. They, they yeah. want control. They don't believe in free speech. They want to shut down dissenting voices, and they hate Alex Jones. Hell, they hate you know lots of, you know, they hate Milo Yiannopoulos and Laura Loomer and Turtle Boy. We want to shut those voices down. We don't want to de- de- debate them, dispute them, disagree with them. We want to shut them down. They thought they had shut down Alex Jones. Well, Joe Rogan went right around their backs and put him on the air, and God bless him. I will. Uh, I commend Joe Rogan. I think that kid, that Rogan kid's going to be okay. He's going to do okay. Yeah. yeah. Pulling that, by right. the way, like days before the election, that's uh, that's whipping it out right there. That's that amazing. Is. Trump should get over there. Trump still has time. He should get over to Texas. He should. That's a good Rogan. point. He's he a really good should. point. He should. Someone in Trump's camp should tell him, tell him, get on Rogan and get on the Callahan podcast. Those are the ones that move the needle. All right, Turtle Boy will be here tomorrow. We'll give you the, we will certainly give you the latest on the Bubblinsky story and the latest on Big Tech's attempt to shut it down. Turtle Boy loves talking about that. No one has more experience of being shut down by Big Tech than he does. We'll get into that tomorrow. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.